0: Post game, Michigan State Illinois uh, the Illini fall um, in an uh, ugly affair for the Illini they fall 81 to 72 in a game that really Michigan State controlled for maj- almost the entire second half um, the Spartans you know just out toughed Illinois um, you know got after them they were physical um, Illinois shot really poorly from the floor in the first half and then weren't able to overcome that in the second half um, just because they shot really poor from the foul line so you put it all together and you get an Illinois loss ends a seven game win streak but in a league like this I guess Mike you probably don't expect to win every game and you're going to have uh some tough losses there's there's days when you're just things don't go your way and this was one of those days for Illinois
1: yeah um you know we we had to do our predictions for this game I actually felt like this was going to be a loss for us I I just don't like when people want to take dirt and put it on uh, Izzo's grave because that guy's been dead more times than we know what to do with. His teams are very similar to, to what happens at Kansas. They, may, they play tough games early on. They then get better and better as the season goes by. And I really felt like um, Izzo knew what he wanted to accomplish today by having his bigs, Um, slow down the game and really try to render Kofi as close to irrelevant as you can render a six or seven foot tall, 285 pound uh, center. But um, this game was was a rough one. It was played at uh, Michigan State's pace from the opening tip till the final uh, whistle. And um, they definitely made Illinois have to go uh, outside of their comfort zones. We didn't see many breaks. And that was not a good formula for an Illinois victory.
0: Yeah. When when I look back at this game, there are two things that really stand out for me as Michigan state had a game plan and they were going to throw all their big guys at Kofi. They didn't care how many times they fouled him. Of course, it also helps when Kofi misses free throws, you know, when he, if you shoot um, you know, three for 11 from the line, it's, there's no penalty for fouling, you know? So I think Kofi drew, uh, I mean, uh, double digit fouls. You had five fouls on Brown. You had or on marble rather five fouls on um, Kitty Earth, you had f- four fouls on Bingham jr. You know, it, that wasn't the issue. I mean, clearly that he had a game plan that we're going to foul. If El- if Kofi makes free throws, obviously that's not as effective of a strategy. And so that, that was part of it. I think, I think it also changed the game. It made the game more physical and rough. I thought Illinois didn't handle that from an emotional standpoint, Um, they, they get uh, one thing that this team does is when teams get physical and get rough with them, sometimes they get emotional, um, and they don't handle it well. Um, and that's not to say it's not physical. Let's not say that they didn't get, I thought they got bad calls. I thought they got some tough calls. There's no question about that. Some things didn't go their way. I thought Kofi got hit in the head and should have been a flagrant the first time. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, if they make free throws, they don't make some silly turnovers, make some easy shots, some layups in close, then it's a, it's a different game. And they got a chance to win on the road at Michigan State. The other thing I thought for me is it shows the one weakness of this team. And this is there's a reason that Illinois is recruiting multiple guys that are long on the wing because the long wings – Basically what Michigan state did was they isolated Langford and they isolated Henry. And they said, Hey, we're just going to let them go to work and see if they can score. And Illinois struggles with that length. And you also see it really struggles guys like Adam Miller struggle to get to the, get scored the basket. IO struggles against the length a little bit um, because you know, the reality is Io is a six, five point guard, but he's playing against six, seven wings that are just a little bit longer and that's nothing against him, but he, it's a different position because Illinois has, you know, a lot of times they have Frazier and Curbella on the floor. you got two little guys out there. And there's just – it's a tough matchup for them. And this is the one thing. If you look at every team that's given them trouble this year, you know, you go back to the Maryland game, you go back to Ohio State game, you go back to Michigan State. Now, long athletic teams on the wing give them fits. Guys who are long at the 2-3-4 really give Illinois fits. It's not the – it's not the bruisers. It's not this. It's not – that. that's the one thing. Um, quick and athletic length on the wing gives them trouble and, and I guess you could say it gives everybody trouble but it's kind of the Achilles heel it's the kryptonite for Illinois um, this year
1: you know, they're going to be very interested you know on the NCAA selection Sunday as to what they face because this is the type of team that they really haven't beat yet and it's you know this is the type of team who could give them trouble but then again You know, you see Michigan State as a nine seed or something like that coming into the NCAA and they get their act together. You can see them making a little bit of a run. But the other thing I was disappointed about was that Kofi got the ball and they wanted to foul him, but he was triple teamed, which means there has to be at least one guy and maybe two guys open. And they need to practice so that he knows exactly where to throw to so he can maybe even throw to a spot because that means if he gets the ball out, it's either the, the first pass or the skip pass to the other player that is going to be open. And that didn't happen not one time all evening. And I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't see them do that, which then fed into the strategy of keep fouling him. And, and I thought that, you know, sometimes I guess, you know, again, these are these are college kids. so. But you would have liked to have seen them be a little bit better prepared, and I hope they are, because if I'm, um, if I'm you know, Michigan, if I'm Ohio State, I'm, I'm thinking, well, now we see a pattern that we can do to make it even harder on the lineup. So I'd like to see them, you know, I'd like to see them get the ball out to the open guy once in a while and make them pay for the triple team.
0: Yeah, no question. I I think that's something – that's probably the biggest – for me, that's the biggest thing right now. I thought Kofi got frustrated too, but he gets fouled. I mean, I'll be honest with you, nobody gets fouled more in the national – in the NCAA, nobody gets fouled more than Kofi. He gets fouled every time he's down there. He's grabbed, he's held, he's hit on the arm. I mean, they even showed the replay. He gets whacked on the arm. He still makes the dunk. But it's just – it's hard, and I think he gets frustrated. But he's got to kick out, especially when you got three guys on him. Now, some of that you have to give Michigan State credit because they forced him to catch the ball – maybe in positions where they were able to double and triple team him without maybe having the penalty of having guys there. The other thing is a lot of that comes with who's on the floor. And I, I don't think Illinois uh, – Grandison is the one exception. He's fantastic at cutting off that pass. The other guys don't move as well off the ball. And so they tend to stand. They tend to watch Kofi go to work, which is fine. But we need to do a better job. Exactly what you said. We need to find the right guy, get those kick-out threes. I think Illinois also, I thought they were hesitant tonight. I mean, I thought they, you know, it's funny. They'll come down and make one pass and take a 28-footer. They'll do a ball reversal and get a wide open three on the line and pass it up and and do a shot fake and dribble in. I'm like, it makes no sense to me. I, I, I don't understand the shot selection so many times with this team. Like, you've got a great look. Take it. When you don't, when you come down and transition, and there's nothing there. It's okay, run some offense. And and I thought they just making those decisions has been kind of an issue. And what's a good shot? What isn't a good shot? Has really been an issue for them all year. And you know, when it goes in and things are going well, like at Minnesota, nobody really talks about it. It's all good. And yeah, I mean, and, and you know, Trent Trent shot the ball pretty well tonight. just four out of eight from three, I believe. He had 22 points, but at the same time, I thought he passed up some wide open looks. And then he took some some, some crazy ones, long twos and transition and things like that. So those are little things that I think they have to clean up. They have to do a better job, make decisions. I know they want to play fast. I know they love to get out and run, but part of running is also making good decisions so you can finish at the other end.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I did think a couple of things was interesting. Um, Corbello played really poorly in the first half. And, and I, I have to give Underwood credit because I would have been hesitant to put him back in in the second half and Underwood put him back in and he responded you know, with 12 points um, you know, in, the, in the second half, um, played really well, got three rebounds, you know, a couple offensive rebounds that were key. Um, it seems like if he can find a way to play within himself, he really uh, has a gear then that he can make maybe some of those bigger guys pay because they can't guard him, it's when he goes from fourth gear to fifth gear and tries to create a sixth gear that he gets himself in trouble. And, and okay. again, he has so many physical talents when it comes to lateral and, and, and you know acceleration. Um, if he just stays within it, I, th- I think he could be a weapon and maybe this would be the type, type of game that will help him build his confidence for Nebraska coming up in a couple of days. And maybe we can start building on that for next week.
0: Yep, I, I agree. I, I thought Carbello was better in the second half, playing a little more free, you know, as they they kind of didn't have the, I think one thing is when you're behind like that, you just kind of come out and play and there's there's less pressure. I think when you've, the tight game in the first half, sometimes he makes some poor decisions, poor reads and things. The other guy I thought, you know, looking at positives, I thought, um, you know, Coleman Hawkins actually gave some good minutes in the first half, um, came in off the Are bench. You? I thought he did a good job you know, battling, competing. Again, I think, you know, he's maybe not ready to play long stretches, but um, he did battle, did a good job. I thought, um, you know, but when you're, you're big guys, you know, IO and Kofi struggled um, and and when those guys struggle, we're probably not going to win. Adam Miller didn't have a very good game. I thought, you know, he only played uh, 16 minutes at the end of the day because of his struggles and, so yeah, you know it's it's one of those things you've got to. They've got to suck it up though and get better. They got Nebraska on Thursday. There's no time to rest, and then they go to Wisconsin on Saturday. Now the one thing about Nebraska is not near as good as Michigan State um, there, and it's at home. It's the last home game of the year, so they better show up to play that one. And Wisconsin doesn't have the same athletes and length that Michigan State has that gives Illinois trouble. We've already seen that that they don't they don't give the same uh, issues. But so take care of business in those two games. Then you go into that last week, and we just let the chips fall where they may against the two best teams in the big 10 right now. And that's Michigan and Ohio state. And if Illinois wants to be one of those two best teams in the big 10, got to win one of those games or maybe both. So um, we'll just kind of see what happens there.
1: Yeah. I think Kofi, Kofi also learned something. I think tonight that, you know, he really has to see that when Underwood does the automatic uh, two fouls, puts you on the bench in the, in the first half, um, you know, he was out with seven and a half minutes in, in the first half. And that was the dumbest foul, you know, kind of jumps past the guy and puts a hand on him, accomplishes nothing other than getting himself out of the game. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, when we get into the tournament, whether it's Big Ten or whether it's um, the NCAA, we can't win if he's, if he's sitting on the bench for seven to ten minutes of the first half. And I really hope that the discipline that he's shown through most of the season, I know you talked in a past 30 for 30 with Coach Antigua about working on that with him, but he has got to avoid that second foul in the first half. If for no other reason than he knows, you could see when he tried to explain to the bench that he should stay in the game. And then he went out of the game. And we just don't know, Georgie's kind of a roll of the dice. Are we going to get nine point Georgie? or are we gonna get zero point, Georgie? And and they really can't afford him to get injured, or excuse me, get, get, get in foul trouble and put himself out of the game. And, and I really, you know, he's gotta take those lessons to heart. He can play good defense in there without swatting at things and getting that second foul um, because that puts too much pressure on Io. The other thing I was a little disappointed at was with Henry, they let him go to his left for a lot of times this evening he's got that little little move back and forth that he goes to his left that he finishes with and I really felt like that was we let him go to his left the way some bad teams let Io go to his right and to me that's either scouting or it's the team just not listening to the coaches as well as they should so that yeah. was those were the two the two other things that kind of stood out that um kind of got me a little bit as i was watching the game
0: so the line i fall 81 to 72 i'm going to give one last thing in this that you have 18 shots from desumu 13 from frazier 11 from coburn seven from Curbello. when you have guys out there demonte williams plays 23 minutes does not shoot the ball does not get to the line Jacob grandison plays 23 minutes takes three shots most of them early if you recall um did hit a couple free throws i thought he rebounded but He's not active. Adam Miller took three shots in 16 minutes. um, Didn't make one. Um, Georgie takes three shots in 18 minutes. Um, Coleman Hawkins took two shots and he only played eight minutes. So those guys have to be factors offensively for the, or or it's just too easy to guard. I mean, basically it ends up being IO or Kofi going one on five and and that is not going to win. And those other guys have to step up. They have to be available. They have to take open looks when they get them. I mean, DeMonte Williams is shooting. He's leading the country a week ago. He was leading the country in three point percentage and he's passing up open looks to do a shot, fake and drive. It makes no sense. Shoot the ball. I mean, that that's, you have to be a factor offensively. And he, he's kind of morphed into the DeMonte that we had a year ago where he didn't, you know, or, or almost a year and a half ago where he wouldn't shoot the ball at the end of last year, he started shooting those open things and he continued in this year. Now he's back into that mode and, just not working. So Illinois needs more from those guys if they're going to win. And on a day when IO and Kofi struggle, because they're not going to be, they're not going to throw triple doubles and double doubles every game. You know, they're going to have days when they struggle. Although the scariest part about IO is that even though he had an off game, he still had 17, nine and five, um, on his bad game. So, so I guess, uh, you know, I I'd like to have bad games like that. So but anyway, the Illinois <laughs> fall. Illini fall to Michigan State, eighty-one to seventy-two. They they regroup. They're back on back on the court Thursday night. Not much time to talk about it. Think about it. Um, I think they realize that they've got a tough gauntlet here, and now, now they just got to go play. And and at the end of the day, these games are these games matter for winning a Big Ten title, which looks like it can't happen now. I mean, it's going to be really really difficult. Even if they win out, it'd be hard. But at the end of the day, we're gonna remember this season is if they make an NCAA run. So they need to use the next four games, the Big Ten tournament, to get ready to play in March and play in the NCAA tournament. And if they make it to the final four, nobody's gonna remember the game against Michigan State when they probably had the worst game of the year. So at the end of the day, it's what how you finish. And and right now it's still it's still February. Yep. So, Sturdy for 30, This is thanks for listening. We're, uh, we'll be back Thursday night after the Nebraska game. Hopefully we'll be in better moods, and we'll talk about the good things and the positives um, from that one instead of the loss in this one. This is uh, Brad Sturdy with Mike from Illini Guys, Mike Hagley, and uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>